Hey friends, this is your Creative Kaibiga, a podcast where we dilute famous keynotes into graspable advice on creativity, productivity, and storytelling by some of the leading creatives across the world. My name's Joe. I'm so honored to be your host, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's start the podcast. We overlook time as this constant resource that we usually spoil ourselves in doing whatever we want. It is, however, over time, as we get older, the expectation of how we see ourselves in the future that makes time ever so precious and more pressuring to fulfill. We want to achieve various goals and hope they pile up over time. After 10, 20, 30 years of your life, where do you want to see yourself? We will tend to close up in the immense pressure to be successful and get our quick fixes of novelty that don't serve us in the long term. What life would we want to live where time defines it for us, when we have the capacity to do the opposite, where we can define our lives through our time? Laura Vanderkam took to the TED stage to discuss her talk on how we gain control of our free time. Time is highly elastic according to Vanderkam. She says exactly this quote that ultimately struck me. We don't build the lives we want in order to save time. We build lives we want and time saves itself. Generally, when we pursue the work that we are passionate about, there is no hesitation for us to do it. It's like a second skin we come out of. We do it without hesitation and thus spend time on that piece of work for the most. We wouldn't waste a moment and time ultimately becomes abstract. It stops and your mind is unaware of the present. You are in the zone. It is that transcendent feeling when you're coming out of your humanity. Elizabeth Gifford best describes it in her talk, Your Evolusive Creative Genius, as this moment, this God moment. You have seen it before as a memorable performance when the soul overcomes the body of the individual and their performances, pursuits, and passions. When we do what we enjoy, we treat it as our priorities and as a means of survival. Vanerkam also expresses that every minute of your life is a choice. We need to situate ourselves where we think on the last brink of our lives, God asks us, what have we done to this gift of time? We need to be able to defend all of our actions and pursue what is the purpose we've been set on earth for. And God can easily look through us if we fulfill this promise or not. Vanderkamp suggests that if we need to use our language in order to set our priorities, time ultimately reflects our actions and you take that throughout your life. And when I say, I don't have time, it means it's not your priority. It will take a lot of effort to figure out what your priorities are. But once we do it, we set ourselves for success in the long term. The conventional question we're often asked, which is, where do you want to see yourself in the next year, is inevitably a beneficial practice because we ultimately align our actions of what we do now to boost ourselves towards the future selves we want to become. She says that we need to write the things in advance that we want to do in the next year and make it so that we align the docs looking back in order to achieve them. Writing our goals as if we've already practiced them make sure that our actions align to what is the promise of the next year. Like being able to read Braille or playing the first tuba solo or volunteering at your local senior center, the goals that you put out for the quote-unquote the next version of yourself need to be dynamic, being for the self and most especially for others. With that, what we do in our time is our choice. We must decide to fill our lives with the things that deserve to be there, according to Vanderkam. She also resides with the idea of doing what is the most difficult item in your itinerary first, especially in the morning. We then have the gratification of overcoming a difficult task 
and thus go on with the motivation to do more for the rest of the day. An interesting note that Vanderkam suggests is that write your schedules on from Friday afternoon. These moments are known to be a low opportunity cost time because who is ever really being productive on a Friday afternoon? Vanderkam also encourages a three-category schedule to help your work as be as dynamic as possible, and you can tackle that through the main pillars of your life. You need your career, relationships, and yourself. Make sure to tackle at least two to three things of those categories and each see where you can plan them for the next week. Small moments can have great power and can cause joy, according to Vanderkam. So use that to what is seemingly empty moments of your life to sustain yourself through joy. Listen to a podcast on a bus, praying during breaks, or slowly making your breakfast. To conclude, when we look at our time from the outside looking in, according to Vanderkam, in objective terms, what you have is this. And if you subtract that with a 40-hour work week and 56 more hours for substantial sleep, what you have is 72 hours of having either submission or dominance of the use of your time. It is ultimately your choice, and you must be able to defend yourself of whether your story will be defined by time, or you will define time by your story. Hey, it's Joe. I hope you liked the creative advice today. Please check out the creative works featured in this episode. Now make sure to turn off your phone, use what you learned today, and do something creative. Hope to see you in the next episode.